All right, cool. Well, welcome to the Finding What Drives You podcast. That's right. Today, we'll find out what drives my man Kimball to success. Yeah, you Success as a rapper, entertainer, entrepreneur, DJ, radio host, film producer, and a constant student of life. Yeah. Ladies and players, <laughs> give it up for 24KG, the gold wolf. Hey. <laughs> Ow! What's yes. happening, America? What's going on, Mike? How you man. doing, baby? It's, it's good to be I here. Know. It's good to see it's you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I, I want to come. I'll start off a little funny joke. Okay. Did you come up with the phrase format, smormat, doormat, bormat? Who the fuck you listening to? Uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take credit for it because those are isms in the game of how I just you know was raised and older players and uncles and all that and you know you develop your ism schmism <laughs> with your bism and you put it in your rhythm as, as you get them as you get older. You I know what I mean? That. So you know it's it's just game that you pick up you know along the way and growing up out here between Frisco and and, and the town, uh, I picked up a lot of game. A lot of it. I so, know. you know, we're going to drop some today. We're going we gonna to share some with the listeners and, you know, hopefully they pick up what we putting down. I love it, man. Uh, we we go back to Highland High School mm-hmm. and we had a professor at BC, man. Mm-hmm. It, you remember it was Professor Wall. Oh, yes. Charles Wall. Yes. Chuck yes. Charles yes. Wall. The, uh, he got the random act of kindness approved as a national yeah. holiday. All right. See, look, I've told this story a couple of times. I think my boy Kev King, number one radio host at Hot 94.1, he, yes, he's wow. heard this. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was one time I was rapping out in the quad. I think it was freestyling something or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we ended up back in class. He pulled me aside and was like, hey, that was pretty uh, Im- impressive uh, linguistical dexterity you yes. displayed there, young man. I didn't know what the fuck he was <laughs> talking about. I was just like, yeah, okay. And he was like, I usually don't tell students this, but you really have a, a knack for music and, and rhythm and, and you're, you're very talented. You know, would you mind participating in an experiment today? And I was just like, <laughs> so Tuskegee all over again. Huh? <laughs> this, this is how it happens. This is, this is how they got me, man. But no, um, what happened was in, in the class, we were, I think it was a communication, something, something. It was public speaking. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Communications. And, um, we did a, a exercise, I think, where everybody put some words on the board or something, maybe about 50, 60 words. And uh, he was like, okay, now do what you did outside, but using those words. And I was like, you mean freestyle? Put it together like rap? Yeah. He was like, yeah. And so I just bam, 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 bam. And motherfuckers was like, oh, shit, this nigga really good, right? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And he was like, now what he just did was an example of keeping the continuity of phrase punctuation and basically your verbal consistency uh, of putting your, like, your... Um, 
your your rhyming words with things that don't fucking rhyme, your enunciations, your pronunciations and things of that nature. It's a continuity exact kind of example on how literature and format and style goes just off the top. Now, I didn't know any of this like grammatically or just naturally. This was something I was taught later that I was doing just out of reflex and listening to music and knowing this and hearing familiarities with tones that I wanted to express. And that's really where freestyling came from and really jumped off the page for me because we used to just be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in high school on the tables, it, you know, everybody would roast somebody haircut or whatnot, not thinking that that would develop into anything past rallies, talent shows, and you just do it for fun. And so after that advice, after that whole experience, I really started, you know, scratching the surface and pursuing what I wanted to do business wise in music because I knew music doesn't pan out for everybody in a business sense. It really, it's a sink or swim type of industry. Mm -hmm. So I really was kind of shied off from that whole, hey man, you could get a lot of no's. And as confident as I am at that time, I was still a kid. I was just like, what, 17, 18? Right. Uh, so I was just like, eh, you know, everything I've done up to that, that was cool. I will consider it luck. But I think it was... Uh, about a semester after that, man, I was at Cal State. Financial aid really didn't work out. <laughs> life, that that real young life was hitting. Them bills and them responsibilities Cal was State like- was a lot different it, than BC. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. They, they'll put a whooping on you, man, if you don't really stay on your uh, rhetoric and your schedule. They said you only have to show up twice. And I was like, okay, I'll show up twice. No, you got to show up a lot more than that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not as easy as they think it is. You know, you, you got to get the work done. And the work that you put in has to reflect what you absorbed in that content. So- Taking that and doing my research, I was driving from class one day. Uh, I was working at the uh, DA crime lab, man, doing DNA samples, man. My, my uncle and my mom had got me that job. And That's I was crazy. just, it, it, was, it, was, it was killing me, though, like working in a cubicle and reading computer work and taking lab samples upstairs. I was just like, man, I miss McDonald's. I miss Macy's. <laughs> I, miss, I miss some little young jobs where I was just like, I'm cool. I'm fly. This was like plug in and you're nobody. And it was really killing me, man. And I heard this commercial on a radio ad for like, hey, we looking for help. They was hiring, da 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 And me and my boy, DJ Edit, shout out to DJ Edit and the Beat Boys. Um, <laughs> I was like, we were looking for instrumentals. Right. Because we was producing, we are still doing music, but it just was like a hobby. And I was like, you know, if I get these CDs and they got instrumentals on them and blah, 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 that's a way I could get free music. Right. Because at the time we had Kazaa, we had all kind of shit that would give your computer like a disease and kill it. <laughs> and you'd be like, man, you know, trust me, y'all got it easy now. This shit, you had to put in the, the damn uh, AOL disc back in the day when we was younger. But uh, yeah. anywho, I was just going in there for that. And so I got the job. I was doing promo, driving a little van, setting up all the stuff, just watching how these events worked, what it took to set them up. And all my homies have been DJs my whole life. It was very similar. Everybody did music around me from the church to any activities around that I grew up in. It's always been related or traced back to music, uh, even in sports. So it just went hand in hand. And I said, you know what? This might actually be something cool. And was joking in the hallway one day and the program director of that station heard my voice and he leaned out the hall. He was like, do that again. And I was just doing impressions, making jokes and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, I think I found my night guy. Just like that. I had no formal training, nothing other than what I knew. 
Uh, who was that? This was at 103.9, and that was Robert Chavez right at the on. time. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Roberto Solorio. He does, I believe, broadcasting with the Spanish stations out here to this day for uh, Telemundo and uh, I believe another news channel out here. So they kind of groomed me in a week on what it took to get your radio presence established and check out these artists, research this. Them not knowing I've followed this my whole life. Right. So all the watching 106 and Park and Big Boy and and the original Dr. Dre Ed Lover show, all those things like that kind of just sank into me. And uh, I said, well, shit, I winged it and I took off flying. Now, that was the first half of my first like radio music experience because I learned how to format a song. I honed my writing prowess. Now, I was young and wild, and I'm still making a lot of life mistakes, but I had the idea and envision of this is where I want to go. I know it's going to take time, and I'm going to have to take a lot of steps towards that that are serious and not just hope my song lands on a good ear or I meet somebody that can, you know, take a liking to what I'm doing and see my work and just let me work you know, naturally up the ladder because in life it don't work like that. You know what I mean? You can work hard and it'll rub people the wrong way. You can be positive. It'll piss people off. You can fail your way to success. Yeah. And you got to basically overcome all that. It'll make you want to punch some people in the face. (laughs) It'll make you want to quit on that day, get your last check and dog somebody out. But at the end of the game, they win and that ain't worth it because if somebody wants to purposely sabotage or whatever just out of you being happy mm-hmm. being positive keeping right. that same energy yes. shout out to my boy mr world's finest Love it. um you know what's wrong with them and you ain't Bingo. honestly got time to figure is. out what's wrong with somebody else nope. yeah, you know you gotta worry about yours and just push positive energy so you know I'll stop right there at no, that hey, point. Keep it going. I can listen to you all day. I, I'll, I'll stop right there at that point because then we got to catch everybody up to what's been happening over the last, you know, five to seven years currently. And that was before. That was before right. I was even in, I'd say, 27. You know, now being seasoned in my 30s, my dirty 30. <laughs> I, I, I love that. It's like seasoning with Lowry's. You just, <laughs> just need a little bit. Like some wine. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I'm all about positive news only, man. That's what. Yeah, when people come at you with negative energy, they're projecting their own self, their own experience, man. So you just got to come out with sympathy and empathy and wish them the best. You know, that's that's something I had to learn through time because it, it, pe- people it's acquired. T- yeah, people would tell you I wasn't always the wellspring of wisdom that I seem to be emitting currently, which is kind of scary, but I embrace it. <laughs> um, I, I went through a lot, you know what I mean? Like everybody does. I don't shy away from that. Um it's something that molds you. It, it it sharpens your steel, so to speak. Yes. And um, through those experiences, DJing saved my life. Uh, it's something that I've always been able to do. I've had a lot of friends in the industry that uh, locally and just nationally, by some degree of separation, how you know or are related to or whatnot, that always kept pushing and reminding me, hey, you know, you're not just good with your mind and your hands and, and, and music, you know, rapping and shit. Um, you ever thought about just getting on the tables? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's eh. it was a, it was a mentality block of what I thought versus what really was and what is at that time. So it changes. Yeah. It? I started seeing how inventive and creative you could be and being a creative mind state of a person all the time. I said, well, you know, if they doing it like this, maybe I could do it a little different. Mm-hmm. I learned the culture. I learned the environment. 
did all the the work monkey crates and all that where you carry your homeboys crates and you, you set up for them and you watch and you see how the crowd goes and you study this and you study that. And um, once I seen the gap in what was and what wasn't, I said, I am going to be what is, so to speak. And what is, I say that because I learned from a lot of great DJs right. and all the great, great DJs that um, I give respect to or acknowledgement to. They on this side of the fence when I say this statement because I stand on it wholeheartedly. As an artist, it was like pulling teeth to get somebody to listen to a quality record because before people started recording themselves out here or more so having professional studios and establishments like such <laughs> to do podcasts from, you had to go out of town, you had to pay a lot of money. Right. And you were going to get worked because you didn't know shit. Right. So once that knowledge became more accessible to everyone and the Wizard of Oz curtain was dropped and you see how it really goes, people in those positions had to stop lying to everybody and really stand on what they say they do. Now, I could say to how many DJs, mixers in any city that's listening to this, Los Angeles to New York, there are regional and local artists everywhere. How many of those do you play that are good, that have the capability, potential to go somewhere outside of their region? And why aren't you doing something to play that and display that? Right. Why aren't you giving back to the culture that's giving so much to you? You're playing all these artists' records that you didn't make. Yes, it is creative for you to blend or remix and all that other shit, but really, you're getting paid off somebody else's work, somebody else's creativity. You are capitalizing on a moment that somebody manifested in this song that's getting you over with the crowd. So to look for the next or to listen for the next, you don't really have to do anything other than just listen. If it's dope, be honest. Cool, I can work with that. That makes my job easier. I can fit it in between these records. If not, tell them where to improve on it at. And if they don't listen to it, fuck them. Just right. like that. You want to learn the hard way? Cool. But how many of those artists do these DJs or tastemakers or platform providers have of their regional music or people behind them that support them that are actually good? I tell you, not many. Right. But I, I do take a very high stance on fucking with everybody that's dope in the town. No matter what genre it is, rock, rap, country, pop, I look for it all because that's my job. Right. I'm in this position, I'm blessed to be here for people to listen, look, and, and, and take influence from the things that I'm saying that's not tearing anything down but building up and really putting their eyes and ears on lanes like, oh, this sounds like this, this sounds like that, but it's from here and it's not, but you can tell with the generations or people that are influenced by whatever, what it sounds like, what it feels like, how it makes you react, and you like it. Now, if you don't, you don't move on. But if you're not doing that, it's like being a farmer. And if you are the biggest farmer in your region and you have all these smaller farms that rely on your sales or whatever to be pushed, why wouldn't you in that farmer's market take all these people in your region and y'all push so when outsiders come everybody eats no matter if it's just through you or just this one guy's little tomato booth over here he might have the best goddamn fried green tomatoes you ever fucking ate <laughs> but you wouldn't know that because some people are being selfish they're being well me 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 i i i and that's what almost killed the whole 
DJ scene out here for a while. It became redundant. It became repetitive. It became lackadaisical in the influence of what they were supposed to be doing. So I, being one of the youngest and very few African-American DJs out here, period, took it upon myself to learn every genre, every technique, every blend, everything that was important to every client or possible party situation that I could ever be hired for. So there would be no discrimination in skill set. You can say whatever about how I look. You can say whatever and where I'm from and all that, but you cannot deny the skill set, the work and pure veracity of that talent displayed because of the time <laughs> that you just had and the amount that you paid me. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can pay for a $50 dude or you could pay a $5,000 dude or a $500 dude. It, you're going to get degrees of talent and separation in there that distinguish, well, damn, this is quality and this is Wish App. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This Wish App versions of KG <laughs> out there all day. I, I, I hope y'all succeed somewhere, but, you know, I'm not going to knock them right. because everybody's influenced. Now, if you're disrespectful with it, by God, you know what I'm saying, go to hell. But <laughs> in, in, all, in all, like, jokes aside, man, I'm very blessed and appreciative of where I'm at now, I've been in, in professional radio now for going on eight years with uh, American General Media, uh, Hot 94.1, Hits 93.1. Uh, got a, a, a great staff around me. My, my brother, Kev, works with me. Me and Kev go back to when I used to DJ at the strip club. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? He, he, yeah, he, he was my supervisor. Don't worry, the ATM receipt said Chicken Shack. We, we are, hey, shout out to the teaser, man. We made a lot of, like, family friends there, man, long-term friends. Uh, learned a lot about life. Experience right there. Oh, man, I'll tell you about the strip club days, boy. <laughs> These bitches is, woo, man. You know, but... That, I'm just saying, if you've never worked in that environment, it'll change you. It's things that I wish I didn't see. <laughs> and you would be like, nigga, you worked in a strip club. What you mean? You, Bro, if I could take my eyeballs out and rinse them in holy water, you know what I mean? That still wouldn't be enough to wipe clean the nightmares that are stained in my brain. I thought a bitch was a diabetic on my first day. She was shooting heroin in her foot. Oh my and pass God. out on stage. Then you got the manager, the old Armenian cut through. Okay, baby, wake up. Okay, I'll keep music going. And yeah, I'm just like, song were you playing? I, don't, I don't remember because I was so shocked that she thought she was doing a little pole slide, kicked her little feet up. She missed the pole completely and just back planted <laughs> and stayed there and was like, Err. I'm like, hey, what do I do? You know what I mean? I, I can't call this man. He at work. Song, yeah, yeah I mean, he's just like, oh, bless song. But it was a lot of crazy shit that I seen. Um, a lot of life, I'd say, educational type of experiences that you grow through. Yeah. And I would say this to anyone with aspirations of working at a strip club. <laughs> do it, but with caution, because you will <laughs> die if you don't. Real shit. I've seen people literally die Physically and career-wise, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, family-wise. Come on, man. Happy Homes then wow. started and ended in that motherfucker. So it's it's something that uh, if you lack in excitement or if you're looking for it, that's that's where it is. But yeah. on the business side. I was hoping my crowd out there would be a little past that in life. I'm hoping. You know, I, find out what drives I would you, hope. What drives you back. Yeah, yeah. Whatever puts you in reverse. Yeah, that, that will definitely put your finances in reverse. <laughs> yeah. So 
And especially during that time, I was uh, very big in the street scene as far as like where I would DJ at, like Renegade DJing. You'd just do pop-ups, you know, wherever the money's at, you would go. And once- What was your goal at that time? What were you trying at that to time, get your name out there? At, at that time, I was really just focused on making aggressive music. I was really focused on making the finances happen around me to facilitate more music facilitation, uh, hustling. Just right. basically yeah. like the mentality of like how you would take a drug dealer and put in the entertainment scene and really maximize and put pressure on your environments and outwork everybody type right. of situation. You want to you want to sew up the game. Just mm. Mm. I was really putting a stranglehold and a foot on the neck of people that were disrespectful, uh, DJs that weren't professional artists that were very, very nonchalantly just, you know, uh, subbing and all that. I'm like, bro, I got speakers. I sub the fuck out of you to your face. I was very brash at that time. And the humbling of life and things that happen, you know what I mean, will will definitely slow you down and make you think about what's important and what's not. And I, I flew through the windshield of a car, man. And, yeah, you tell know, us about that. Yeah. I was just doing one of your videos and I got something to touch on. But, yeah, man. But it that's was, how I, I made this show right here. But go into your yeah, content. That's it, a big it was, uh, event for you, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I was I was driving one day to get some, uh, I think it was something from Jack in the Box. And I was in front of the plaza. Some homeless people ran out in front of the car in front of me. It was raining. The guy in front of me slammed on his brakes like, bam, it happened so quick. I, I really couldn't react other than, you know what I mean? Just throw up a prayer in my arms in the air. My seatbelt broke. I got ejected out the window, slid down the car. Uh, I ain't never been knocked out in my life from everything that I done done, boxing, football, right. blah, 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 blah. Never had a concussion, but for them, I don't know how many seconds I was out, but I could feel myself drop back down into my body. And once I got up, the first thing I did, I'm gonna keep it real. I hope this ain't too much. I grabbed my dick, make sure everything was working. I was like, okay, I can feel my shit. I was like, okay, legs wiggling all that. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. Oh Lord, y'all had a couple scratches on me and cuts and missing a couple dreads in the back, whatever. And I was just like, oh my God. And everybody's looking like, are you okay? And I'm asking the guy in front of me, hey, you all right? Right. And, and first thing I did, I, I called my mom and she was like, I said, Mom, I got in this car accident. She's like, oh, you all right? Yeah, you got insurance? Yeah. Uh, you need to go to the hospital? I said, no, I'm pretty bloody, but I'm all right. All right, well, call me in the morning. I was like, Mama? <laughs> She's like, you grown, baby. What you want me to do? I live in Frisco. This is like four hours away. You know what I mean? I was like, you right, you right, you right. I got this. All right, I'm cool. Uh, the homie Nate pulled up, whatever. He had a, a huge sound system in the car. So I, my body, I guess, is still in shock at this time. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, no, I'm good. And da 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 no, I smoke a little weed. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna medicate and go home. And uh, in in the car, like literally, the sound system was vibrating my body, like to relax. And like he had like five fifteens or some crazy competition based <laughs> yeah. shit. I was deaf when I got out. That didn't happen in an accident. That happened when I got out of the car. But the next day, I just felt like gravel, and I was yeah. just like, you know, I went went to the hospital, seeing what everything that was wrong and whatnot, and where I had to really start rehabbing from uh, physically, which mentally and emotionally aligned me into a, this is what's important phase and this is what's not. Right. All this extra energy you're putting into proving a point really doesn't mean shit unless your point is pro proven with positivity. Right. You can do all these things aggressively and actually scare off more business or more blessings than you would 
by just being your natural self. You don't have to have that defense mechanism of I have to do this or because we're raised as men as to be hunters, providers, facilitators. You can't show emotion. This is not allowed. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Speaking your mind. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? I want to break all that. Especially from a black male perspective. I'm a soldier of change too, man. Positive news only. Yeah, so I didn't want to be anything like my environments around me. I didn't want to be like people that had influenced me younger. I really started to fall into my own own as a man-man. Like I say that with two, two of those, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. you can be a man, but a man's man is respected by somebody you don't even know. You just see how they move, how they respect people that don't mean anything to them. They don't need them because the first thing you can always tell about somebody, how they really feel about you is when they got more money than you or if they have as much money than you, as you right. because they don't need you. They right. choose to fuck with you. Right. That's the coldest shit because I've met people like you wouldn't even know are millionaires. They wear this. It's like I call it the Bart Simpson clothing attire. They wear the same <laughs> shit every day. You're not knowing this motherfucker sitting on millions and he go and get his shit from Costco by a, a year's worth of white tees, yep. sweats, golfer shorts, whatever. And he riding around in an eight hundred thousand dollars something that's losing value every time he pull it out the parking lot because he just wanted that as a kid. And it means nothing. But his business, his family, his priorities are all in order. Right. And the way they interact with people or facilitate or or they could choose not to. It's just the fact that that path on how they got there sometimes is very inspirational. Sometimes it's dark. But depending on who that person is, it's one that you can always learn from. And all those things instilled within me. I said, you know what? I'm going to just set an example instead of proving a point. Don't shout out to my nigga Young Cali. Always lead by example. Put yourself on Bakersfield. Right. And... um I basically put myself on. We've been saying it a lot lately, but over the years before it was the phrase. Um, that's why I thank everybody that's still my friends to this day. I was not a very easy person to get along with, even though I'm very cool to communicate with. I did a lot of pushing out. I did a lot of pushing away. I, I did a yeah, lot of isolation. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't the healthiest. It wasn't always the right thing to do. But at the time, that's what happened. And it, it led me to a more structured path on myself with getting myself back together, my health in order, uh, healing fractured relationships with family or friends. It started to really push, like, I'd say my powers over 9,000. Right. <laughs> and I, st- I started going crazy in a, in a positive way, not like mm-hmm. a, a paranoid dark side kind of way. Like I would say I was on before. Like right. I really would have to prove a point unnecessarily. Then once all that shifted into a positive spectrum, it's like, all right, cool. Check this out. You dope, you dope, you dope. Come over here. This is where I'm DJing. This is where I'm performing. We're going to put y'all on too. Right. For what? Why? Like, because somebody's supposed to do that. You know, oh, you got a dope song. I'm going to play that shit. Well, I didn't ask you to. I know I ripped it off of YouTube. It sounds dope. It's in my mix. And that led to a whole bunch of shit. Just to fast forward. By the time my boy Kev King and myself were... Uh, pretty much putting this play in, in, into position with the higher ups at the station. We're trying to facilitate local artists. It, it was something that has been done that hadn't been done in a certain way. We got the hot 16s going. You know what I mean? Shout out to Jay Reed. Bam. You know what yeah, I mean? Jay Reed, yeah, that's yes, right. sir. Rhonda's man, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jay Reed, man. So he trusted Kev and myself to scout and facilitate artists that would be credible 
or something that is decent on the potential of Bakersfield has real talent. And shout out to every artist that's ever come through and given us a hot 16, because honestly, that changed the culture. We were the first ones to do it. Other radio stations followed suit. And we don't knock that. We right. Not at all. Like most people be like, imitation is the highest form of flattery or disrespect, however you want to take it. It's natural. Like a flower blooms over yeah. here, one's going to bloom over there, right. bro. It's yeah. it's nature. It's a natural reaction. Cause and effect. I have a filter I take in from five of the best people I know, mm -hmm. my mentors, and I absorb it and it comes out myself. You know, yeah. The best versions of it. Yeah, that. man. And, and that's what's supposed to happen. So we started seeing that change. We started seeing that affirmation of success with other people and- I, I could really be no prouder than how I am now. And I know pride is not something you're supposed to really uh, covet or stand on. But I say that in the aspect of respect, because when your community really embraces you and you embrace it back, no matter what positives or negatives occur, you see that this this bubble of hope. Now, Bakersfield has always had a last standing slice of Americana apple pie here. Mm -hmm. We are one of the fastest expanding cities in California, I believe second or third to San Diego. Yeah. And um, we're at what, one point something million now? Barely, close to it? 800,000 or something like that. It varies. County, I think Kern County is a million, it's close to yeah. a million, yeah. So Bakersfield alone, excluding all the outside areas, you know, we're about, let's just say 750K worth of people. That is a, God, I say an uppercut from 10 years ago. Yes. Like all these freeways, all this development, all this landscaping. These are new areas, new children, new schools, new stores, new adults, new problems, new clubs, <laughs> new businesses yes. that are rapidly expanding that nobody is really noticing other than outside commercial entities. Right. And I say that because working in broadcast and radio for the last going on eight years professionally, I have seen market shift changes, dives, dips, downsizes. Even in broadcast where the streaming has become so apparent that now the relationship has thinned out. There is no middleman. There is provider, producer, whatever you may be, and then consumer. We can put this up to a platform and give it to people where they can choose to accept it, listen to it or not. Whereas before you get in your car, unless you had a luxury of a CD player or a tape deck or an auxiliary cord, which was not standard, <laughs> It was not standard. You were listening to the radio. So seeing as how that tree branches out into all these other things to be part of the 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 trunk before it like branches out and having the ability to touch all these different leaves, that is truly a blessing for me, man. So man, well, it, it reflects in my music. It reflects in my craft, my art form, uh, being here. Just very, very appreciative, but not just being it, showing it reciprocating it, taking the time to listen to people that I normally wouldn't. I would zone out and be playing Pokemon Go or something on my phone or, or you know what I'm saying, scrolling through Instagram, uh, you know, texting my girl or something, hey, what's for dinner, you know what I mean, whatever. Right. But I, I I look at it in, in such a, a whole shaping way in recent you know, uh, getting the acknowledgement from your community is, is something I think everybody aspires to but won't publicly admit whether we hold it inside or not because I'm a very reality-based person. If it don't look right, to me, I don't really care about it. You know what I mean? Right. If it comes my way, 
I'll do my research on it. I'll investigate it. I'll do whatever I can to see the, the legitimate aspect of what is being presented to me. And if I find none, then I can't engage with it. Simple as that. No disrespect to it. Right. But the uh, acknowledgement from community achievements and shit it's cool. You just got one, right? Uh, well, yeah, I got a nomination. It's it's very cool. Yeah. Yes, it's very cool. Shout out to the BMAs, Devin Bakersfield Music Awards. It's, I say it's cool because it's not something that you expect. Right. You just put in the work. You you do the work and let it speak for yourself. Yes. You know, everybody has opinions on this and that and what should and what not. But I'm going to tell you right now, I feel like I've already won the award. And for the people that... I fuck with, and I just say it bluntly like that, the supporters and, and people that really ride with Team Gold Wolf, KG, you know, uh, Wolf Mob Media, everything that I've ever done, that's for them. Right. I know I'm going to get more. I know I'm going to get my oh, blessings elsewhere, everything else. Next year, I'm up there for fucking artist of the year, DJ of the year this year, video of the year next, whatever, yeah. wherever I may be. But that's for the Kev Kings. That's for the young Callies, you know, that that's for the big mics. That's for for the Mike Canes. That's for the Finas. That's that's you know what I mean? For everybody that I never touched hands, broke bread with, made money with in a positive aspect that to this day, I know they on their grind uh, wholeheartedly to do the right thing and expand the culture. So it is what it is when it's up in the air like that. But. I know the work that I put in and everything else to be recognized. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, from the heart, like you have no idea how much that means to me, but the job ain't over with. No, heck no. Like this, this, come on now. This is just, this is a conference championship. (laughs) This, this ain't the, you know what I mean? When it's that one, you'll hear me go a little extra and, oh man, all this time when we was out and then the eyeball came out on the floor. (laughs) But like- Conference championship at the beginning of of your career. Yes. You know what I mean? I look at it in, in the aspect of Bakersfield is like shooting in a gym that you get paid to make it in. You, this is paid practice. Right. I've been to so many other regions from this side of the country to all the way to Florida, Orlando, Miami, and I will bet on Bakersfield talent every time. I agree, man. That's- every time. Look at our sports. Look yeah. at the athletes we breed from here. Yes, exactly. Like, bro, like all these stories is like Rocky or something. Like, bro, Dude, nobody I- came up easy out here. No. Like yeah. even Buck Owens didn't come up easy <laughs> out here. Merle. Imagine growing up being doing that, Merle. Come on, man. You think he didn't go through some shit? Yes. Like, nah, but in all aspects. Uh, uh, Bakersfield, man. That's yeah, like I've seen, I've seen talent that would literally flame some of the biggest artists in LA that aren't on the radio or commercial base or whatnot. But those upcomings, you know, you subscribe to something, or you be on your Spotify, you be on YouTube, and then a song comes up in a commercial, and you be like, "Who's this? This is dope." Mm-hmm. And if it's regional, you know what I mean? You be like, "Wow, this guy's from California, right. cool." But if it's local, and you're like. This motherfucker from Bakersfield. Yes. I'm jumping on this. Uh, yes. I say that recently, you know what I mean? Because my boy Savvy Sosa out in LA, man, the yeah, king of Pomona. Yeah. yeah, man, that's that's my boy. You know yeah. what I mean? He's always a big supporter. He's always very creative from his standpoints in life. And he's, he's one of those people that always turn me on to different music. He's like, you know, dude, you have the ear for finding the tight rap shit that normal people wouldn't really listen to. I say that to say this. There's an artist named Wethead out here. 
and the young boy is not gonna be local for long. Right. And well, look him up. I'm I'm wet, happy to work head, with yes, Wethead. All right. W E T dot H E D. Bro, the boy is talented. He got some of the most commercial ready music for like a, a pop rock rap genre standpoints. I work at Hits 931. So it's my job to search for the best top 40 or potential like billboard type of style music. And when I say I found it with this boy, yeah, I don't know who's sleeping on him or whatnot, but he got my full support. <laughs> yeah. I say, man, you doing everything right and you doing it in-house and just keep on that track. You know, he young, you know what I mean? Like, 2324. Perfect. So yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, That's what the perfect. industry said. They say perfect. <laughs> yeah. They they hands rub like yeah. bird man. They be like perfect. 18 might be a little scary. Yeah, yeah. oh bro. Yeah. I've seen so many 18-year-old artists flip and flop and I don't know what the hell happened to them after that. I'm just like I'm glad that wasn't me because I thought at 18 like we all do. Oh man, I know the world. Man, I know this, I know that. Yeah. I got it all figured out. 2021 hits. You don't know shit. Nah, I was 25 when I saw the light, man. Mm-hmm. And you go 27. Back, going, oh, 27 for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the reason I started this show, man, finding what drives you, I was going to name it Silent Hustlers. I really wanted to have people tell their story. I call it the true hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts off, everything is great, and then all of a sudden a, a train hits you, and sometimes it keeps putting in reverse and right oh, yeah. over. And then you crawl your way out of the rubble, and you find yourself. Yeah. And that's how I got this, man. I did. It's funny. I pick up on key words, and I listen to you. And I, I'll get to that, but the DNA, you said you were doing DNA. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So I just started a business called Drive Networking Agency. And I'm nice. Like, yeah. So I had to do like a DNA test, you know, internally on myself, find out my history, which was brutally, terribly depressing. Mm. And then I had this, the cards I was dealt and then my self-inflicted wounds as well, mm-hmm. which were pretty brutally depressing as well. Mm-hmm. And just had to come out of that and find out. You know, who I am, where I come from, what I'm meant to be, my purpose on this earth. And, uh, you know, it's definitely tough. But, you know, I had to eliminate the clutter, write down my goals, my vision of who I want to be, and just stay on my, my path. And mm-hmm. on that path, I find out my five pillars that hold me up. And that's my my mental, my physical, emotional, spiritual, and my money. I got to have my money right. Amen, you, baby. You've touched on those five pillars. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I had to have you on here because... We're on the same page when it comes to that, and you want to deal with somebody you're related, relatable with. Always. And, man, it's just been uh, really cool hearing your story. I love hearing you talk, like always, and uh-huh. it feels like we have, we're vibing on the same frequency right now. Well, you know what? I, I'd, I'd have to agree. You know what I mean? And and being here is it's different for me because usually I know, you know, I'm, I'm with my boy Kev. We at the station. The interviews are usually the other way around. Right. So to actually be, you know what I mean? Picked it and 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 prodded like, hey, well, what about this? What about that? It's very nostalgic for me. It makes me remember, like, damn, I've done a lot in a, a feasible amount of time, a short amount of time, and I still have a lot more to go. But I don't waste any. You know, we all yeah. have the same amount of time in a day, but sometimes life and circumstances will not allow you to fulfill that time of that day, and shit happens. And who you gonna call? <laughs> no, you gotta call on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and speaking on that with the spiritual, it's like, you know, I always keep a, a relationship or a line of communication with God. You know what I mean? Praise to the most high. Yes. Because I notice growing up, people always talk to God when it's bad. And I say that in a funny way right. because I don't wanna say it in a too serious way. I say it lightheartedly, like, oh man, I hope this motherfucking bitch don't show up. Yeah. Oh man, I hope I get this check. Yeah. Oh man, I hope that. 
No, like, or please, God, may this motherfucker come through with this much. No, why are you always talking to him when it's bad? You know what I mean? Communicate right. with him when it's good. Be grateful. Be appreciative of that. Because not only are you made in that image, you think he wouldn't retain some type of, or you wouldn't retain some type of uh, creative divinity. Thus, why we can create, make music, paint, do all these other things that are expressions of our love, our mentality, our emotional state. It's the same thing with that relationship. So if you only bringing bad news to somebody, I would just say, and I'm not speaking for God, I'm just saying <laughs> right. that like, wouldn't it be nice to to hear some positive news sometimes? Right. You know what I mean? Even, even as an omnipotent, almighty, universal well, being. How, how do you, <laughs> exactly, right? I'm just I saying, mean, you know? How, you, how, I th how I say it too is like, could you have done a better job than what God has done? I mean, creating this earth, how beautiful is it, right? I, I, I can't speak on that. And then my niece asked me the other day, what's the purpose of life? And I just spit out, you know, hey, I think it's become the best version of yourself mm -hmm. for the most unselfish reasons and give that value back. The there world. you go. So there you she was go. Like, wow, what the hell? She's graduating tonight too. That's yeah. I'm going to see hey, that. that's that's, cool. that's real love, bro. Like that, what you just said is real love, man. You need to make sure that's a quotable. Get that on something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How you walk into people's house, live, love, laugh. You be like, bro, just put that, put that whole shit you just said right there. So when you walk in, you be like, life is a da -da -da -da. Cool, you got it. I don't got to see this shit in the bathroom. I don't want to be taking a shit and just be like, laugh, love, live. You look, you see the paper, love, laugh, life, live. I'm, I'm going, I feel like Jim Carrey in 23. There's all this shit on the walls, bro. Man, you know? I do believe this. So I believe feeding your eyeballs and ears with positivity, it lives in your unconscious brain and that's how you'll spit out. Facts. So that's what I really try to practice and preach and share. That's what I'm trying to give back. Facts. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. That, you, you just spoke. I was just about to say something like that, but I was like, he just said it. <laughs> no, no. He I know you're it. thinking the same thing. I've he heard you say said. it, and we haven't even talked about this stuff yet. Yeah, well, so let's get to it. I know, man. How do you, what do you, what do you feed your eyeballs and ears with to speak the way you do? Marvel. And Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you did an animated video. <laughs> yes, that's that's it. I don't watch no news. I live in a fake bubble where cartoons are reality. No, all joking. All, <laughs> like seriously though, um, I take a lot of influences from like motivational quotes or historical uh, references of overcoming something. You know what I mean? Where tragedy is turned to triumph. Where uh, you, what really are you trying to manifest? If you're trying to manifest at this time, financial independence or uh, a, a sake of savings or a, a more well-rounded mentality on how you maneuver to your money to bring it to you, that's when I start feeding myself things uh, from from people that are more experienced, uh, like 50 Laws of Power from Robert Greene or whatever, uh, uh, Nipsey watching of course uh, yes. like I knew of Nipsey before all this happened and whatnot and he's come to Bakersfield twice I had the privilege of meeting him right. he was really that dude you know what I mean he was really like positive about it yeah he was thinking and he was, yes he was giving away another. free game exactly. and nobody really knew that um historical quotes from like Malcolm X at his time when he was transitioning between just being him before he became involved with the nation and his trips to, you know, the Holy Land and all that, it was a lot of change going on within him and his quotes that didn't sit right with people around him because he was seeing a more broader love, universal aspect of how you treat people. Right. He was very militant 
but he's seeing that all these other Muslims that are white, black, Chinese, it's not just about just being a separatist or being just this one slice of this type of lifestyle. It's, it's a lot broader. Um, things that most people wouldn't even consider to be inspirational. Like, have you follow Dame Dash? Yeah. Dusko Poppington. Let's get this. <laughs> let's get this out of here. Like real talk. I already felt like a boss. Right. But yeah. when I see how they trying to like play my guy on how he really is a boss, no, he really is a boss. Right. Because without Dame, we wouldn't have the successful Jay Z that we have now. We all know how that played out, but that's none of our business because we were children watching something be put in front of us to be entertained. But like when you really apply the mentality of you are boss to act like one and have bosses around you is something that is contagious mm -hmm. because the example that's set, when you lead by example on doing shit like a boss, you handle everything that you can possibly handle to its fullest, 1000% maximum effort. There are no unturned stones. There are no things that you have to squeegee up. Everything that you move with is clean. So if somebody's out of pocket or dirty around you, you have every right to go smooth the fuck off and either fire their ass or throw them by the wayside. It's like the old expression. If somebody owe you money and they don't pay you back, well, they just bought themselves. Right. If all I had to do was give you $20 to get you out of my life and you're going to argue with me over $20 that you owe me, then you just bought yourself. Cool. I don't have to deal with you. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, you know? Um I see. I like a fantasy football team. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like whatever I I feel I need to facilitate manifest within myself that day, that minute, that moment, that month, that week, that year. I will consistently absorb content. Uh, I'm a big reader. You know, I got books at so home. Do you, do you read? I listen. Yeah. I because yeah. I drive a lot. So. Oh, hey, audio books is something. My Man. cousin Marcus, who actually shoots my music videos, uh, shout to Art Mark Visuals and Burnell Photography. Um, he put me on a lot of audio books, like, because we're doing a lot of shit these days. I, I was a weirdo 10 years ago listening to it. Come and on now. People are like, hey, what are you listening to? Because hey. the proof's in the pudding. You put yourself out there, and that's just, I, I yeah. believe in getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And it looks like you got that nail. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like, trust me, as smooth as I am, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> volcano and a tornado on the inside. So I just try to, you know, keep everything together. Right. And honestly, bro, embracing that, Taking that energy within me, man, and, and doing something positive with it, as much as it's easy for me to do other things with it, it really worked out in life because when the circumstances and things are set, set up against you to fail, you're going to come close to some of those booby traps. And when I say I've had damn near every horrible thing that could happen to you as a black man out here in Bakersfield happened, I've experienced it. And so I don't make no excuses for the things that happen when you put yourself in places right. or when you go somewhere you ain't supposed to be or doing shit you ain't supposed to do. But if it just happens to you, which I've also had that happen, it's the most shocking fucked up shit ever because you realize, well, this is life and people actually think like this and will exercise their power on fucking yours up because they had a bad day. Now, I don't right. know who fucked your wife or pissed in your coffee, but it wasn't me. Right. But they take it out on you anyway. That can fuck you up if you let it. Yeah. But having a, a a sense of knowing when somebody hurt people hurt people. All right. That yeah, phrase yeah. is real shit. There you go. You man. know, hurt people hurt people, That's man. Why you should always work on yourself. Try to yeah, yourself, man. man and, uh, I, I got a lot of well, we got a lot of people that we know mutually uh, right. that are always that have had experience are still currently working law enforcement that are saddened by the events and shit that's going on of course, currently. Yeah. And um 
it ain't nothing they can do about it. They could, there's, you know, there's there's nothing they can do about it, man. Honestly, yeah. and I feel for them, and I hope they stay safe and do their shit properly. Cause you know, I know them personally. We didn't grow up with them. They got families. They got kids. This right. is just a job to them that they thought they wanted to do. And once they got into it, like everything, I've even got my ups and downs stories about radio. You you think this job is going to be a j dream job? And sometimes there's a phase where there's just a nightmare of of shit that you have to deal with as a professional, as an adult. And it ain't no kitty crying or complaining. The only thing now, I think people are abusing the aspect of HR. Right. Yeah, yeah I've, of course. I've, I've seen a lot of things, unfortunately, happen to people. And I say it again, like, God, please, not me. I'm an HR nightmare. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going into HR. What's up? We smoking weed at the barbecue tonight. They're like, shh. Yeah. You know, but, nah, but it's... When things are serious, now that everybody is on such a, you know, ring the alarm, ring the alarm, nobody knows when something really seriously is bothering people in reflection to look at all the mass shootings that's going down, yeah. all the, you know, condolences to all the victims and families. Yes. But these things yes. are preventable. It, I, I say that because, you know, not I'm not a parent, but apparently I have raised some people. Right. And I say that by or been close to it. You check on your kids enough, you know what kind of people they are. Right. Whether they're good or bad or if they hurt somebody or not, you you can kind of gauge that. Right. But if you don't, they how would you not know your kid has an AR-15 in his fucking bedroom? I'm yeah. sorry, but wow. you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure every parent out there can can just say, I go through my kids' shit. If I ask, I would go through their shit. Yeah. I bought everything house, in here. Yeah, yeah, everything exactly. that you wear, I bought. I'm no. going through all this the, shit. The thing Fuck is, you. People are just too soft is what it is. Comes you down know, to. and unfortunately, there's not enough love out there too because now we're overcorrecting the discipline right. and, and or we're not applying it right. Yeah. And I, I just, that's the scariest thing to me They're about right. being a, a, a parent because you don't know how this little motherfucker is gonna outsmart you. This is you 2.0. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every just, generation is different. Like I'm, my kids never react like the way I did. Well, there's new age, new era, new yeah. stuff out there that yeah. you don't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I pray for all my friends with kids because I know it's not easy. Thank it, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know it's an unrewarding, undaunted task that gets no thanks. And all the dads out there, that's it. Because my father wasn't in my life until I was about 17. I got right. to meet him, all this other shit. We had a nice time. I'm still in contact with him to this day. He's an asshole, but I love him. And, uh, you know, that relationship had to grow and build and be established. It wasn't automatic. And it wasn't just like, oh, that's cool. It was like, all right, whatever. And I had to learn this man. You know what I mean? Right. And see where I came from and what I didn't want to be. You had to do your old DNA test. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I went to New Orleans, bro. I seen the plantation my family survived on and came from. When they got off the ships, it was some hardening shit. I was like, whoa, my bloodline survived all this. I definitely got to do something with my life. Right. And uh, You're trying, man. And yeah. I love what you're doing. And yeah, I man. I have no doubt that you're going to do something special. You're a special individual, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. And I'm I trying. Love what, you're, what you're doing. Thank you. Thank so you, So what's, what's the most exciting thing in your life right now? All right, check it, man. You know, I work for Hot 94.1, Hits 93.1. I'm an on-air personality, a mixer, uh, DJ, for those that don't know, a turntablist. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's fun, it's exciting. 
I'm in the night scene. Uh, me and my boy Kev, we we pretty much running the club scene out here from downtown to the east side, expanding out there into the southwest Rosedale area. He got an event coming up with Derek King at uh, you know what I'm saying, a nice little lounge out there. I'm pretty sure that everybody's familiar with in those areas, mm -hmm. and uh, it'll be hosted by him and super comedian K Mitch. So make sure you check him out, funny ass dude. And um, you know, pretty soon expanding into Vegas. We just got back from the Triller fight event with the Vargas family and uh, yeah. Young Holyfield and all that other stuff. You know, uh, Cypress Hill battle with Onyx and the versus aspect of that. Uh, we, it, it's consistently moving. So nice. I got this album coming out. That's what I wanted to get to right Yes, yeah. I got this album coming out pretty soon. I give it about maybe two, three more weeks. So you say everything has changed from 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see how you, I, I like how you dropped that. Yes, the album out now is called Everything's Changed. It's on all digital platforms. That's 24KG, T-W-E-N-T-Y-F-O-U-R-K-G. And it's spelled that way for copyright purposes. Play me and pay me. So yeah. thank you very much. Go to his YouTube channel too. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and be notified. Yeah. And the new project that's very exciting to me is some of the most commercial work that I've done recently. Uh, it's called I Told You So. I'm going to tell you why I call it the itis. I-T-Y-S. Mm -hmm. I told you so. Nice. I, I was I like sitting it. back. I like the creativity. You know, I was sitting back and I was being asked uh, very much so in depth, you know, by my girl. She was like, hey, how do you feel when you do your music? Now, I've never been asked that. You know what I mean? I was going to ask you, how do you feel before you go up on stage? Okay, I'll get to that one. That's it? You just knocked it off? Well, okay, well, I'll combine those. I'll say it like this, you know. Well, I told you so, you know. And uh, I was supposed to be streaming this on live. I totally forgot. But uh, we jumped right into it. Now, I say I told you so because when I perform or when I'm composing music, it's something that I think really when I say I told you so, I know I'm this good. I know I'm that dude. That's manifestation. Yeah, right? I, I, I know I'm doing this. And everything that I'm doing, I'm not doing it for shits and giggles. I'm not doing it for um, the wrong reasons, I would say. I'm doing it because really I told you so. I am this good. I am this dope. I am this creative. I manifested all this positivity out of all the negative shit that I've come from. And you gonna respect it. Yes. You don't have to like it. But you will see that effort going into everything that I'm doing. Everything that I'm saying. Every bar that I'm spitting. Every song that I'm mixing. And you gonna either play me by subscribing or whatever. Or you gonna pay me, boy. And if not, cool. It don't hurt me. It don't take nothing out of my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Everything is good with me. If you want to get on the good ship, you're going to come and say, you know what? And teaching artists how to approach DJs is another thing, too. A lot of people just, hey, play this, play that. Or, hey, I'm this, that, I'm that. I don't know you. How am I supposed to know you? You could say, hey, I'm an artist. I got to email this and that. With a little cordialness. Did you because, watch that Kanye documentary, too? Yeah, they were treating him like that, too. Exactly, because yeah. it's like, bro. I'm working right here. You know right. what I mean? And with this work comes a level of concentration and awareness that I have to pay attention to, to this crowd. I got to make sure these people ain't fighting over here. I got to make sure the bar sales is cracking. I got to make sure my miss, my mix is current or familiar enough with people to be vibing and, and push that whole energy. So just to wrap it up, even when I'm DJing, it's the same aspect. I told you so. 
I-T-Y-S, yeah. the itis. It's inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's going to hit you, just that's like the that's, itis. That's how I feel, too. That's you know what I mean? So happen. the album's dropping about, I, I, I'd say about a month, just to get everything right. right. You know what I mean? I got a couple little things I want to put on there as well. And, um, you know, being on more podcasts like this, being uh, out there for everybody that's really rocking with me, you know what I mean? We on the live right now. Shout out to everybody, you know what I mean, that's yeah. watching. Hey, baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Like, when she asked me, she was like, hold on. She grabbed this piece of paper because of what I was saying, kind of explaining it right now. She wrote it out. Bam, bam, bam. I-T-Y-S. I told you so. I just said, baby, that shit's fire. That is. You know what I mean? I was, and, and basically just compressing what I said into that acronym and just giving it a little structure, a little, fl a little flair, a little panache like how I do, um, it wrapped up about five songs that I already have done on that project. Um, now my boy, um, Mr. World's Finest, he was listening to some of my music, dude that made this shirt right here. He was like, this is some of the most commercial shit I've ever heard you do. Now, I, I've i worked in radio professionally almost eight years, man. We know the structure. A lot of artists won't have the cre creative mental um, aspects of shedding the whole what they think is cool and doing the formula. I was one of those. Yeah. You go with the formula, you do the structure, the song comes out popping, okay? I did this before with a song called Acting Like. Right. It was a song that I did just having fun. I really didn't like it because I was just like, ah, I, just, I was in the mood. I felt like some bass shit. I was just, I, I missed home. You know what right. I mean? I missed going dumb and all that. And at the time, a lot of niggas was acting like a bitch. <laughs> and so the song just went hand in hand. And it overshadowed the current project that I had put out and it made me a little tight. I was like, yo, I got doper, deeper shit than this. And it was like, but yeah. this is smacking. Right. And it became something that I had to perform. And it wasn't a show unless I did that song. So then I seen my own formula and I started bridging off of that and I started going into that aspect. And that's pretty much what happened when I, when I did this recent song called On Me. And I put everything on me. All the time, bro. You're betting on yourself. Yeah, my hustle, my career. I would put your name on me because I know I'm not going to fuck up. Right. And anybody else that if I got you in my hand, like, hey, bro, we we own this together. I'm not letting go. I'm not one that's going to do anything that would jeopardize my professionalism, not, not the less like your investment or belief in me. Bro, that goes to my job. That goes to every relationship, friendship, partnership, businessship. Those are all ships you have to sail. My name is important to me. You, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It should be. Right. And when I say that's on me, bro, I mean everything. Like you can go through my whole catalog. I'm not lying about shit. And you if must, you know you me personally, I do actually because you live well, you sleep well. You know, you I go. it's the, well, I'll keep it real. Sometimes my puppies keep me up, bro. <laughs> no, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They spoiled. <laughs> Them is my kids, man. I love my dogs, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I like my dogs more than I like most humans, man. But I'm keep that shit 100. That's good. That's good. But um the, the isms that I spoke on earlier, that that game that was bestowed upon me when I was a kid, not knowing what, thinking it was funny. These are real mannerisms that you have to carry yourself in in life. These are real uh, tones and frequencies that you have to relate to people on. And if you can't, you know, the fake will always be exposed. Bingo. But who Real else are you going to be? You got to be authentic, your true self. You know. Are you going to be some fake person? Are you yeah. going to be somebody because else? It's not going to work. It, look at all the people. Look, come on, we got fake Drake. <laughs> we got Perky O. 
We got, how are you getting interviews to a fake Drake? This nigga looks, that's disrespectful to Drake. Yeah. Drake is not 300 pounds. You got me fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we live in a world where the whole Elvis impersonator and Michael Jackson impersonator has become synonymous with Instagram and social media. And we're, we're, we're so numb to it. We're, we're, we're desensitized to a lot of shit. So when you see violence and all that other shit on TV, until you see it in person, you really be like, I can't believe that happened. Right. You yeah. know, just like with success. Right. Somebody living right next door to you could invent uh, a more efficient electric car and they blow up and move to Malibu and you see this motherfucker on Tech Talk with Bill Nye next week. Right. And you, you can't believe that happened because that guy that was going home every day after work taking care of his family, busting his ass in his garage, getting his patents together, getting his licensing together, just like everything you gotta do with business, getting his copyrights, knew that this shit was gonna take off, knew that this was gonna get him somewhere, just like with the work you put in and anything, bro, so. I gotta ask you a important question. Go what's, ahead. What's your version of success look like? My version of success, to me, honestly, everybody's version of success is it different. Is. It's you know, true, it's recently, to understand that. Recently, you know what I'm saying, uh, my mom just moved back down here from the Bay, I used to be really worried about her a lot. You know what I mean? That's cool. She, yeah. she, she my everything. You know what I mean? So, you know, having her a lot closer to me and being able to help her a lot more and, you know, being on your feet as a man has always been like number one with me because she's given me so much. And uh, that to me, like right now, that is a part, a part of the success I wanted her to see like as I got up. You'll never know, like, you know what I'm saying? How you, if your parents is gonna be here or not, you know what I mean? And I know wholeheartedly, like everything that I do, like she support and proud of. And bro, that's all I ever wanted to do. You know what I mean? No matter yeah. what I did or went through in life, you know what I mean? Making her proud, not knowing like she, you know, parents always say like you proud, but when you make your parents step back, like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that. Your I, son is like that, mama. I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. <laughs> Itis, right there. You know what I mean? I be, that, that gives me. That goes up live, laugh, love. Yeah, yeah, live, laugh, love, all that shit. Itis. Yeah, the itis, baby. So that, to me, is a portion of the success that. I've always wanted affirmated for my grandma to see that, you know, for my mama to see that. Bro, I could give a fuck about everything else by the wayside. Mm -hmm. That that's a, a portion. Personally, personally, this is a, yep. th th this might rub a couple people the wrong way, but oh well. It's you. So I'm a very ambitious person. I'm a very hungry. You don't like person. to be stagnant and content. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm all, bro, I change my furniture around every three to four months. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I don't like shit the same way a lot. If you're not growing, you're Exactly, dying, yo. you know what I mean? So, really, personally, you know what I mean? I would love to just, let's just get it out there. Win this BMA for DJ of the year. Cool, confirmation, got it. Cool, let's get some artist of the year, video of the year shit, radio personality of the year shit. Let's go ahead and have me host some shit and tell everybody what the real is. You know what I'm saying? The number one DJ out here on air, outside of the turntables, is Kev King. Give this man his flowers and his respect. One of the dopest artists in the town, by far, that has been consistent as Fuck this year is Young Cali the King. Give this man his flowers. One of the most, I'd say, hardworking artists out here is got to be Rab the Swag Dag and Big Mike. Give them they flowers, bro. I'm tired of seeing people not get their flowers and get, get the respect that they deserve, that they've worked for, that I support wholeheartedly. And you can't tell me shit because I'm self-made. You know, yes, I have a job and I have a boss and a corporation to report to, but I uphold those standards 
perfectly in every aspect that an employee would and I achieve more than I think they even ask or expect. And I love that about it because, you know, people will expect you to do your job. But when you do your job and make it look like butter on toast, <laughs> damn, I, that makes your supervisors look good. Yeah, now, come right. on now. I'm not going to have them put their faith in me and me fumble the ball. Right. So, of course, I would want more responsibility from the station, more on air time, more prominent of a role is Bro, I produce. Right. You know what I mean? I make commercials. I'm sure they I mix. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But right. I could give them more. Right. You know what I mean? And I I do what I'm asked of and a little bit more. more. Everyone be should be like that. Yes, because that's what you need to do right. to be respected. Now, fuck how I look, address or talk. If you're in here doing a job and you need to be on, and I mean on like shit, no slippage. That's me. I'm your guy. I'm your clutch shooter. I'm busting trays, dunks, lobs, all that. There's nothing that I can't do, but everything that needs to be done as a team, I want to have those same like-minded people around Absolutely. me, thus like the people I just mentioned. You right. know what I mean? Um, everywhere that I've DJed at, shout out to the Padre Hotel, my boy George, when he was working there, it was one of the greatest times I'd, I'd had locally. Right. You know what I mean? Shout out to Riley's Tavern. I've been there for a while as well, too. Mm -hmm. They really dope on their shit, you know. Um, I'm very appreciative because it wasn't until I went out of town and started getting gigs out of town to where I started seeing how valuable, you know, I really am as an entertainment commodity. That's important, man. You know, I, I didn't see my value. They get in their own way and beat themselves up. And yeah. And listen to people that are negative and you don't. So yeah. keep that up. Keep that energy right there. Oh, yeah. Keep that same <laughs> energy, baby, all day. So hey, I gotta ask two things. All right. All right. What do you I ask everybody? What do you love about Bakersfield? Because everyone gets asked, and I try to rep Bakersfield. I rep people like yourself that are trying to conquer this this, okay. this platform that you're on. And and okay. uh, what do you love about Bakersfield? There's gotta be some positivity in here. Jerry's pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah bro everything else fuck it jerry's pizza makes everything all right i love but, it uh, i haven't heard that one no nah, no nah, hey, but that, hey, that was sticking forever yeah, but, but for reals for reals um i love everything about bakersfield even the slime ball shit because it makes you appreciate what we have here we honestly have the last Piece. And I'm pretty sure somewhere back in Kansas or backwater Florida, wherever the <laughs> fuck they at, you know, they're saying the same shit. But really, this is a good place to raise a family. I, I wouldn't say stick around here. Go see the world, though. At a certain point, you can always come back. We always get sucked back into this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> where we're adjacent to everything that travel wise is decent. We can go to the beach within an hour or two. We yes. can get to L.A. within an hour and a half. We can get the, to the mountains. Yeah, the, wherever. Right. You know, unless you want to go out of state and we're even it's not that bad of a drive to Vegas. I'm right. Just saying, you yep. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Catch me out there pretty soon. And uh, we we really fortunate. Yeah, we have the best music and DJ. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. You got me. <laughs> you got me here in Bakersfield. Yeah. So, yeah, we good. <laughs> Bro, honestly, our agriculture our industrial scene that we don't talk a, a, enough about how oil production and all that and agriculture are the backbones of Kern County. Exactly. Like real talk like that is something that falls by the wayside all the time because, you know, we're more focused on our athletics. We're more focused, which isn't a problem. I'm, right. I'm all for that. Right. But we're focused on the wrong things, I think, currently in Kern County. And I don't know why that is. 
maybe one day when I'm old enough and patient enough and wise enough and established enough to be on the board of something, I'll be able to have an opinion about it, right. but I don't right now because I'm not educated enough on that subject matter. I just know up to a certain point of why things aren't moving for this community in a positive direction and what can we do to change it, you know? So right. I'm open to discussion on any format about that because I've seen it firsthand go down with regentrification. I've seen it firsthand go down with, with racism. I've seen it first go, go down with classification. So you can't really tell me shit on things that I know right. that I've researched, but tell me something I don't know. Inform me on something that could help me inform somebody on moving in a more positive direction that feels like we ain't got shit right. because we got plenty out here. Right. It's just what are you going to build for yourself to either go elsewhere or be content? So yeah. I, Bakersfield is the whole deck of cards. I love and, it, and, and I, I love and it. I love that bitch. She's a mean bitch, yeah. but I love her. I know, you man. know. Hey, let's let's focus on this positive news only. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I love it. I'm trying to put more out there. You know, I, I I don't watch the news. I got rid of the news six years ago. It's all bad news, you yeah. know. And I, I like to feed my eyeballs and ears with some positivity. And uh, this is what this platform is for right here. Yeah. And you have it as well. Thank so you. I appreciate you. I got to wrap it up, but I want to go with uh, how can we find you? We, we mentioned a couple platforms, but okay. list them all. You probably have 40 different here avenues we go. Of, of traffic. Here we go. <laughs> okay. The name, 24KG, T-W-E-N-T-Y-F-O-U-R-K-G. Now, if I said that too fast, you're listening too slow. Get up on it, because I'm about to go. Apple, Spotify, Zoom, if that shit's still out there. Shazam, YouTube, subscribe, stay notified, hit the bell, click. You know what it is. Make sure you run them numbers up for your boy. Go all the way to the BMA site, Bakersfield Music Awards. I believe voting has already been casted, but let them know. Hit the comment page, 24KG. DJ of the year and you can also check me out Friday nights in the hit mix on Hits 93.1 from 9 to midnight and weekends from 3 to 7 on air talking my sauce boss you already know what it is don't ask what it do you messing with the gold wolf come on man. oh man that come was on, awesome man. come on man I, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey I'm so used to being on air bro it's oh, like no, it's crazy because like when I get to cuss I just try not to go overboard. You no, know what I, I mean? No, I ain't trying to get you demonetized or nothing no, like that, man. we're all good. We're all good. Well, I, I, I speak solid like these slugs in my top row. Come on now, I baby. love it, man. Well, hey, while you're on there, check out Finding What Drives You podcast, Mike Yates. And say it a little bit slower for the people that didn't hear it. How can we go vote for you and help you win this? All right. Head over to the BMA page. That is Bakersfield Music Awards. All right? Now, voting is already casted, but you can still drop your suggestions, you know, on the page, on Facebook. And, hey, 24KG, shoe-in DJ of the year. You you already know I deserve it. I know I deserve yes, it. Yes, I know. Well, I feel like I already won it. No matter what happens, shout out to everybody. But we already know the real. I can't wait. Come on. We already know the real. This is like spilling ravioli on a white shirt. We see it. <laughs> we see it, people. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure that everybody knows wherever I'm at, wherever you see me and Kev King, wherever you see the hot boys at, you're going to get top-notch entertainment, quality music. You might even hear some your mama jokes go down. <laughs> you know, just don't be one of them people that can't leave the club with your dignity intact. That's just not something we want to, you know, promote. We want to promote positivity only. That's right. And wherever I'm at, y'all can check me out, especially tonight if you're downtown, at the longest standing watering hole in Bakersfield, one of the first established drinking spots, the Mint Bar, I will be there tonight in the mix from 10 to close. So come check it out. 
My boy JR is doing his thing behind the bar with Bri Pie and Chris. They got you on the drinks. Don't even trip. You know what I mean? Come check out the Gold Wolf. I really, I don't just play the same shit. You can catch me with a hip hop set, uh, EDM set. Bro, I'll turn the club into a Spanish night. Hey, <laughs> right, nice. salsa merengue, you hear me? Okay, you hear me, baby? I, we, we get down for real. So there's no genre that I can't touch. There's no style of music I can't blend. So fucks with the kid, man. You already know how we going up. This King shit all year, bro. Yes. All year, bro. We, 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 I say I'm on my Kev King shit because nigga, his last name is really King. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like we on King shit all year. Do not be disrespectful. Be positive in the presence of those who could change your life with just a handshake and life will work out for you. And that's the only advice I'll give while we signing off because Man, well. you ain't gonna tell a boss that they ain't a boss. Shout out to Dusko Poppington. 24 kg, the gold wolf. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for being here, man. Yo, I mean, having me here. I appreciate it. It's been a minute, but hey, we up in it, baby. Y'all keep that same energy. Instagram, I'm gonna holla at y'all later. Mike Yates, you already know. What's that? Gotta get that. St. Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit, kind of my king shit. Run it up, bring it back. What's that? Gotta get that. KO King with the cash. Final flash in my bag. Run it up. Gotta get that, St. Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit, count on my king shit. Run it up, gotta get that, hell kicking with the cash, final flash in my bag. Uh, too many bitches that's reckless, look at the shit they be texting. Take a selfie with the king, VIPs in all of my section. Ricky Rose with the wrist game, champagne dripping off my necklace. 30 humming with the clip game, leave a shit stain when you flexing. Hold on my smoke, come import. Riding around in that new Porsche. If you ain't getting your money up, nigga, then what the fuck is you here for? To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Run up on you, I don't give a damn. Going live on the 205, that shit stay high like the views on Instagram. Run it up, bring it back. What's that? Gotta get that. St. Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit count on my king shit. Run it up, bring it back. What's that? Gotta get that. Hell King with the cash, final flash in my bag. Run it up, gotta get that. Saint Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit, count on my king shit. Run it up, gotta get that. Hell King with the cash, final flash in my bag. You be riding in one car, two guns with three snitches. Four niggas, that's bitches, and all of y'all looking ridiculous. How the fuck you getting in on G.O.D.? That's real life shit. I came with all of my friends, some of them blood, some of them is crap. Bet you she like this, and the way that I spit keep making your bitch wet. I don't know why shit be coming all off me, I'm on my fly tip. Nigga, just watch this, I'ma smoke my blunt, motherfucker, I got this. I'ma sip my cup. I'm a grown ass man with plenty of options. I came too far to go backwards. I done made too much progress. How can I fuck with your nonsense? Killing your energy off with no conscience. I'm from the field for real, where they shoot to kill, and we on that mob shit. I might go sign me a deal and use the advance to flip in the projects. Run it up, bring it back. What's that? Gotta get that. St. Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit, count on my king shit. Run it up, bring it back. What's that? Gotta get that. KO kid with the cash. Find a flash in my bag. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Gotta get that. Saint Laurent, Louis Vuitton, shit, count on my king shit. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Gotta get that. Kill King with the cash, final flash in my bag. Shit, count on my king shit. Shit, count on my king.